You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making the lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code TBPN. New users will get free entry with their first deposit. That's code TBPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. As always, I'm one half of your gracious host, Mind of Reese, aka Maurice Williams. Uh, you know all of my monikers. I don't have to give them out. If you don't know, I'm still not giving them out. Joint, as always, <laughs> by my brother in arms brother in uh podcast arms mr bibbs aka mike bibbins i almost said your whole name but i know you got them folk looking for you so i don't wanna... uh how you feeling how you feeling bibbs feeling you know just another day trying to make it through how's your week been uh it sucked quite honestly uh, oh shit had to go back to the office this week for the first uh, time since last march oh man two hours out of my day gone because i gotta get up earlier i gotta commute now and uh, i am still trying to figure shit out so yeah lord knows especially when you just started really putting content on the uh movie podcast yeah again now you got two extra hours taken out of your day you know they say the lord gives the biggest challenges to his greatest warriors or some shit you know so why he giving one to you Trying to trying to put a positive spin on this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, speaking man. of the movie podcast, we got something nice planned for y'all today. Uh, not necessarily movie related, but Bibs movie podcast related, and mm. we're going to incorporate a bit of it into this episode because, as I've noticed, um, a lot of Mavs fans seems to be Marvel fans, MCU fans, and if you're aware, uh, episode six of Loki. Season Indeed. finale premiered this past week. So we're going to give our thoughts uh, on that. You know, you may not get all of it. You may get a little glimpse and then you got to go to Bibbs movie podcast. Have you seen to get the rest of it? But, you know, we uh, we're going to discuss it a bit since we know most of the the uh, the fan base enjoys the show. But in names of great philosopher Marshawn Lynch, you know why we here. It's the Mavs outsiders. We got to discuss the Mavs. And somehow, some way, the Mavs seem to not necessarily, in this case, get themselves into the news, but give us something to talk about, even if it's small. And this week, we got the uh, introductory press conference 
uh, new head coach Jason Kidd and new general manager Nico Harrison, along with Mark Cuban and Sent Marshall. Yeah. Uh, were some familiar faces at the press conference. Uh, Tim Cato, I uh, believe I heard Nick Angst as- asking questions. Um, See him, though. I don't think I heard him ask questions, did he? Somebody they posted a clip. Apparently, he had a good, he had a pretty good question for Jason. Okay, Kidd. okay. I didn't know it was him. I uh, I wasn't actually watching because I was at work. I was like listening to it. So between yeah. me working and listening, I probably missed a couple yeah. names. So the, the homie was there. Shad was there. Yeah, I saw Shad post that uh, he was there. He actually said C Hendo got him in. So you know, shout yeah. out to C Hendo for that. Um, what else? I believe I heard Brian Townsend, Brad Townsend, but. I don't remember seeing Brad's name um, as one of the people. That, I'm sure he was there, but I don't remember right. like seeing him or hearing him. Maybe I heard the name Brad and just assumed it was Townsend. So. <laughs> I have to imagine he was there unless they saw him saying that he was going to ask the hard questions and revoked his pass or some shit. All right. So uh, how much of the press conference did you watch? I watched approximately zero seconds of it. Um, I think I did. I did watch a clip of uh i think it was maria guerrero from uh nbc5 in dallas she asked, yes i she know asked exactly Jason what question. question yeah so i will say i will say this um before i watch i wasn't going to watch the press conference but i saw so many people talking about it on the timeline i saw um josh bow with the mavs Moneyball podcast uh right. he mentioned you know um, the Mavs media has really dropped the ball. You know, they don't really pressure them. They don't ask the right questions. And I was like, well, what was the press conference about? Let me, you know, let me check it out. And I saw people saying they were dodging questions about J kid and y'all know on the Mavs outsiders and even me on Twitter, I'm always going to be honest. I'm not just going to go with what the masses are saying. I personally don't feel like they were dodging Jason Kidd questions. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't get that vibe from it. Jason Kidd, was Jason Kidd the one answering the questions? No, because they weren't necessarily, well, not all of them were necessarily directed to him. They were necessarily directed to Sint Marshall since she was the one that went about hiring right. Kidd. And I feel like she answered them in a respectful manner, a manner that answered the question correctly, uh, gave the reporter what they needed. So I personally don't feel like any Jason Kidd questions were dodged. And to be quite honest, someone who was against the Jason Kidd hiring, I like the way the questions were answered. I like the answers that were given uh, by scent uh, specifically. But, you know, um, everybody has their own opinion. You know, that's fine. Uh, everybody's going to receive the, the press conference differently. Um, there was some things asked i mean i'm pretty sure you saw things on twitter like jason Kidd yeah, yeah, saying yeah. he thinks kp is perfect next to luca uh how did you feel about that so <clears throat> a lot of the the jason Kidd stuff i think for me and I'm, I, I probably couldn't have watched it because it, it was just the clip i saw it was like difficult like he looks genuinely uncomfortable answering any type of questions um which surprised me to a certain degree, but maybe it shouldn't have. Apparently people said this was like something that he dealt with in his career. He's just not good with public speaking in that sense. So 
it's hard for me to read too much into his anything that was said really because it felt like everything was pre-rehearsed like I don't want to say they fed the questions to people but like they had a prepared answer for everything and that's probably why they took what two weeks to have a press conference uh with these guys like it felt like nobody was giving real thought to anything it was all this question triggers this response and when it came to kp that that's how i read that i didn't read anything into it they're not going to say kp is ass at the press conference if if they're trying to trade him um or if they're potentially shopping them to see what they can get for them. And um, as far as, again, if, if you, even if you want to say this was Jason Kidd's genuine response to that question, how much time has he spent breaking down Luca and KP together? Right. Or it, like I, he, he was the Lakers coach. He was not the Mavs coach <laughs> this past year. If you ask uh, Jamal Mosley that question he might actually have something some input because he's been there with them the entire time they've played together but Jason Kidd is coming into this fresh so his knowledge of them is KP is a big that can score inside and out in his mind and Luca is a guy that likes to pass the ball they should work together well that that's how I read that personally um one thing about NBA organizations People can tweet and say what they like, but we'll never truly know what's going on behind the scenes when a front office has planned. Because uh, through this press conference, it seemed like, you know, Mark Cuban took up for KP saying, hey, this is the first time in KP's career where he's coming into the season fully healthy, not dealing with any injuries, any rehab, any anything. He's coming in fully healthy. Uh, he said he defended KP in the playoffs. Said, "Hey, KP did everything he was asked to do in the playoffs in his role, and he's receiving a lot of bad backlash and criticism for it." Granted, that's a good point, mm, is it? But <laughs> it's also not right because did he do what he was he was asked to do? So. If he was asked to sit in the corner and make shots, he didn't do that. <laughs> I would even want to take it that far, to be honest. It's it's this this is as simple as this for me. Um, Mark Cuban has a point for the most common basic people that think KP chose to do to stand in the corner, right? Like people that don't understand that that was the game plan that he was asked to do that. People that think he was just doing that because he that's him. No. Those people, yes, you have a point by saying what you said. If he got flack for doing that, then that's the problem. The problem is that he's your highest paid player and he was so ineffective at other things that this is what he was asked to do. Hmm. You had to keep him on the court, but his value was in being a decoy because he wasn't making shots. He wasn't effective inside. He couldn't get anything going. He was passing up looks. So we're just going to stick you over here. And if he's playing well, you don't do that. Right. You did that because he was playing poorly, like the cause and effect. And that's what that, that response from Cuban ignores. And that's what saying that he's perfect beside Luca ignores is clearly he's not. If he's perfectly healthy and we still have him standing in the corner, clearly there's some issues. And for all the crap I heard about how amazing a coach Carlisle is, all of a sudden he's a shitty coach and they didn't know how to use KP. Yeah, bullshit. 
y'all 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 gotta make up your minds. It's one you can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. I agree. But also, this could be damage control. This could be, hey, we're saying these things about KP. You want to trade for him? Yeah, exactly. Like this is what they're supposed to say. Right. He's they're not supposed contract. to come out. They're not no owner is gonna come out and say about his highest paid player. Yeah, he played terrible in the playoffs. He's got to do better. Right. Or even, you know, hopefully we can figure out something else to do with him because this shit ain't working. Right. Like, what what, do you, what is he supposed to say up there? Now, a rumor came out directly after the press conference that, um, which I don't buy because unless it, unless it comes from, like, Mark Stein, Woj, or fucking Shams, I don't believe this shit. I don't believe shit. But uh, it's that KP is jealous of Luca, and I was like, you know what? I don't believe that. But objectively speaking, if he was, I don't think jealousy would be the right term to use. I would say resentful, and I would say he has a right to be. He doesn't, but he does. Obviously, he doesn't because we've seen KP not show up. We've seen him be ineffective on the court when Luca needed him. So, no, he doesn't have that right to feel this way because maybe that's why he has the role he does. But I feel like part of KP has been given a fair chance and part of him hasn't because, obviously, he came from New York, wasn't shit over there. He was the guy, main scorer on the team. He comes here and he's probably thinking, okay, obviously I'm not going to be the main guy, but I'm going to get more touches, right, you know? I'm going to be a focal point of the offense sometimes, right? And he's not at this point. Right. And I don't know if that's because of his lack of production, uh, injury history, him not being able to stay healthy. I'm not sure. But if KP was resentful of Luka, I would understand. But I will also understand that's not something you can have in the locker room. And if that's the case, he needs to go. Right. So I hope that's not the case, though. So for me, again, this is something, you know, I've, I've speculated on on this podcast as that just logically that would make sense for him to not feel like he gets the having to be in Luca's shadow, period. Um, you go to go from King of New York to Luca's shadow in Dallas like that can't be an easy transition for a young guy who's still not in his prime years, allegedly. Um. So yeah, that that's a natural way to feel like that's not even a shocking report. So my only question about these rumors is like, what? Why is it coming out? Where is it coming from? Uh, is it just pure speculation, or is he doing some back channel like, hey, he leaked this information type stuff? I feel like he's way too savvy. Uh, I think that somebody uh, had an interview with him in Latvia or wherever he is where he said all the right things because he's just that good with the media. But um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he felt that way. I don't care if that's how he feels. I personally feel like he has to go for multiple reasons, but um, that, that report does not, a lot of these reports that I'm hearing, a lot of these rumors that I've been hearing, it's been hard to be on Twitter because I don't care to interact with any of this stuff, but this is all y'all are giving me. Facts. I mean, I to be honest, I've said it on the podcast before. I still don't understand how it's the off season. We're getting the fantastic finals, and y'all just want to talk about the Mavs every day. You got to give it a breather. This is why y'all are so upset at them 
because you're consuming so much. Yeah. And it's never anything positive. Sometimes you just got to say, let me take a break from the maps for a week. Because sometimes so, so. nothing's nothing really comes out where you need to talk about them. Do, do take a, Yeah, I mean, I, I can't do it. Every day I log on, there's more BS floating around, whether it's a trade, rumor, uh, any player that maybe wants out is going to be a future Mav. Like, come on, man. Never realistic trades. Will Barton just opted out. Everybody's tweeting Will Barton to join the team. Um, CJ McCollum, come join the team. Dame, come join the team. Like, dog. Let it go. Calm the fuck down. We're not getting Damian Lillard. Please cut it out. Please, for the love of God, cut it out. There is no realist. I don't give a fuck if Dame goes to Portland and says, I want to go to Dallas. There is no realistic way we're getting Damian Lillard. That's great, Dame. Do that when your contract is up because I'm not trading you to them hoes. Exactly. I'm getting Luka back. What can (laughs) we give them? Okay. Hypothetically speaking, say Portland says, you know what? We like KP. He's young. He's going to be going into the season healthy. We saw what he could do when he was the guy. We want him. What else? (laughs) What else? Oh, well, we could give them uh, uh, uh exactly. We have no draft capital, thanks to KP. So losing KP would be, well, no, it wouldn't be an L because we'd be getting Damian Lillard. Let me chill. <laughs> but but we don't have any draft capital to give them with KP. There are so many other teams out there that have much better assets than we do. Right. We're not, we're not even fifth on the list, if we're being honest. Not even close. I could name some teams right now that have much better assets to give. Almost every team has better assets to give. The Celtics. Besides Luka. The Celtics. The Indiana Pacers. The Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets. The Philadelphia 76ers. The Orlando Magic. The New York Knicks. I'm at six right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm at seven now. You can count. The Sacramento Kings, did we say though? No, we didn't say Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings? I mean, come on, bro. What Y'all got to give that pipe dream up, please. We're not getting Kawhi either. Put the pipe down, period, y'all. Like, I, I don't know what kind of crack is moving through Dallas. I swear, I'm not going to lie. I'm this close to muting Mavs and Mavericks on my Twitter for like a month. I literally hate logging into my account these days. If I wasn't doing this podcast, the shit would have been muted a long time ago. <laughs> but I need to know things for this. But yeah, it's y'all got to chill, man. Take a chill pill. Just relax. Get ready for the free agency. Get ready for the offseason. Because I'm telling you now, if you keep talking about the Mavs and you go into the free agency with this negative energy, you're you're you might have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen to you because I care about a lot of you. <clears throat> so chill, man. Just relax. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Let me ask you this, because you actually listened to uh, uh, the press conference or whatever. What was your impression of uh, Nico? I loved it. Uh, Honestly, Nico did. It seemed like most of the questions weren't about Nico. He didn't talk too much. Fucking goofy. It is goofy. He's the most interesting person at the table. Facts. Facts. It seemed like he got more questions in the beginning than he did for the rest of the um the press conference. Nothing really memorable, but memorable. But I did like uh you know 
a few things I heard. It just it made me feel comfortable, and I already felt comfortable about Nico. Uh, gotcha. A lot of the things, quotes I saw on Twitter about, you know, I'm a basketball guy. I know basketball. That's why so many teams wanted me. He's confident, <laughs> and I like that. He's very confident. So, um, yeah, uh, no Bobby V was there. Um, so there was a question asked about Bobby V, but Cuban did dodge it. So not even gonna shall we address that? No. No. <laughs> no. He Come dodged on, it. Let me I gotta say this. I gotta get this off my chest. Uh-oh. <clears throat> this ain't got nothing to do with Bobby V. Let me mute my mic. Oh, I'm so tired of Mark Cuban, man. I'm so tired of Mark Cuban. It is it is. I don't know how people still are super impressed with everything that Mark Cuban does at this point. If it's not clear that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing to people, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, there's zero reason for him to answer the Bob question the way he answers it. I don't talk about personnel. This dude caused a huge, that, that's not good PR. Is he still with the team? Yes, that is an internal matter. Is he still with the team? No. Don't ask the question again. Shut it down. Like by answering it the way you are, you're all you're doing is giving Brad Townsend another article because clearly he goes he goes over your payroll and who's walking in and out the door because he figured out the Ronzoni situation. So, uh, what what are you what are you what are you trying to accomplish by answering that question that way? We don't talk about personnel matters at a fucking press conference where you're introducing two new people on that are on the personnel. Come on, man. The the smug, I'm smarter than everybody stuff is just, it's played out. The fact that he made the little little joke, you know, I got to sign off on everything. Ha, 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 ha. I don't want to hear that shit. We brought in a new GM. I want to hear that the new GM has actual power. I don't want to hear I got to sign off on it because it's a lot of money. What? P. Diddy, M. Diddy, get off the stage. You introduce the new people, you move away. Go away. Shut up. Tired of looking at you. And I can say these things because I don't give a damn about trying to get access to anybody. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to talk crap. Here to talk about the Mavs. Here to talk about the fan, the team I enjoy, and that's that's the main reason I wanted to do this, get this off my chest because I'm here for Dallas Mavericks basketball. I'm here for on the court stuff. I do not give a damn about the front office. Besides the fact that they get me the players, I'm going to judge what they do as far as getting me the players. But as far as all this other crap, I do not care. I do not care. I don't care about Jason Kidd. Luca's going to carry this team one way or another. Only thing I care about is how much they do to assist Luca in carrying this team. I said it before, no matter who the coach is, we should be a second round team at minimum next year. No matter what happens in free agency, no matter who the coach is, Luca should be able to get us to the second round by his damn self. He almost did it this year. That's, that's just how I feel. There will be moments where Jason Kidd will have to make some good decisions, the right decisions. I'll judge those as they come. But as far as me and being a Dallas Mavericks fan, I'm a Dallas Mavericks basketball team fan 
Fuck everything else. Don't care about this organization. Everything I see about them annoys me. Even I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll say it. Sint Marshall feels more and more tokeny every day. Oh shit. I, I, I have to say it. Like she's still saying the same stuff from her introductory press conference. Like, what have, what has happened since then? She referenced that press, her introductory, excuse me. She referenced her introduction in this press conference. She referenced it last year when we had the situation. Hey, you ain't lying. Everything goes back to that for her. And it makes me feel like, again, that was a big symbolic hiring. And since then, she's just collecting checks. And it's popping up to defend the organization against accusations of not caring about these things. Every single time that it has come up, she's brought up in the zero tolerance policy, false allegations. Like, why is that such a, why is there such an emphasis on that? I'm fine with it being part of the policy because you shouldn't have people trying to fake things and bring people down that way. But there should not be emphasis on it because if I'm a victim and every time you bring up sexual assault, the second thing out of your mouth is false allegations, how am I supposed to feel good about coming forward? to say somebody has done something if I don't have like a videotape to show that it happened. It, it doesn't make sense. It makes it feel like you care as much about protecting people who potentially are doing these things as you do about the people that are potentially being victimized. So I, her being there just annoyed me on that point. Can't blame you. Now, I understand it from the sense that Jason Kidd can't talk and maybe you needed somebody there to got to, to be able to actually speak when the topic came up. Um, it wasn't as bad as Portland with Chauncey Billups where they shut it down. <laughs> as soon as the second question was asked, they allowed the questions to be asked. I can be fine with that. Dallas media is still extra soft and weak. Shout out to the two or three people that were willing to ask questions that were uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, the I couldn't watch the press conference because I knew there was nothing quality to come out of it. I hoped that Nico got to answer some questions about his philosophy, his approach, his like how much thought he's put into what he wants to do with the team. Has he gone over the roster and thought about you know his vision for building forward? Like I, I don't, I didn't see anybody quote anything along those lines. So journalists didn't do their job. That's facts. So uh, that's pretty much, that's how I felt about it. <laughs> All the quotes were bullshit that I couldn't care less about that I saw from the press conference. I'm glad I didn't waste my time watching it. I'm sorry you did. I'm sorry I did too. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to find out in less than two weeks what these changes meant. Did we lure a, can, a guy in because we have Jason Kidd as a coach? Was Nico able to work his magic behind the scenes because of how tapped in he is to the, the NBA culture and then the modern athletes? We'll find out in less than two weeks. So I'm not stressing about it. Y'all can sit up every day and talk about signing every goddamn free agent. Wait, wait, wait. You said we'll find it. out in less than two weeks. What's less than two weeks? I mean, the draft is the 29th. I mean, we're not going to do anything for the Free agency so. begins, what, the 30th or the 1st? Oh, July 30th or the 1st? Or the, okay. Like the end of July, August 1st-ish. I I'm thought it was sure. middle of August. No, okay. it is first week. Well, um, <clears throat> in response to your uh, 
mini rant that you went on. Uh, I must say, you gotta hit that time limit. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, You can censor that out. Put my work, got my work cut out for me. All right. I forgot they said that. <laughs> they said it twice. Come on, man. <laughs> I forgot they said that in the video. Oh, man. I haven't used that meme in so long. Um, I agree. They didn't talk about shit. They didn't talk about anything important other than the Jason Kidd thing. So it was really a waste of time. And I get it, you know. This they bring in the people they want to bring in, the people ask the questions, you know, blah blah blah, recycle thing. These M- NBA teams do this all the time. So yeah. Why would I expect anything more? By the uh, way, August 2nd uh is okay. the beginning of free agency. So this Ooh. will come out on the 18th. So it's a, l- a little bit more than two weeks. I just said two weeks because people probably won't listen to it till Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, no. Oh, actually, weeks. you're right. Yeah. Two weeks on a dot. If this comes out. Are you putting this out today? I'll probably put it out tomorrow, Sunday. If it comes out tomorrow, then it's literally two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's exciting. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of excitement, like how I did that, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Loki, man. Let's Dang. talk about Loki. How shall we start? For all time, always, episode six of Loki, the season finale. Hold on, hold on, Arguably, hold on. should we do a spoiler warning or <clears throat> Got you. Hold up. <laughs> this is a spoiler warning. You are listening to a putz like nah. If you listen to the ring, <laughs> <laughs> <if> you... <laughs> I was gonna let you get away with it. <laughs> if you listen to the Ringerverse, you know where I was going with that. But yes, uh, spoiler alert. You will be spoiled if you have not seen Loki episode six. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing with your life. If you're working, you need to quit. If you got kids, give them up. But damn, you need to be watching Loki episode six because this was the most important episode, movie, or anything we've seen thus far for the rest of the MCU. It has huge implications on the rest of the MCU. We're going to be talking about everything, a little bit of deep diving. So if you haven't seen it, click off now, go watch it, and come back. Mm. I'm giving you five seconds. Most most podcast apps will stop wherever you stop, and you can just pick it back up exactly. when you return. Exactly. So you can literally pick back up where you left off. I'm giving you five seconds, all right? Mm. One, two, three, four, five. I fucking hate Sylvie, bro. Come on, man. What? You got to think about it. You got to think about it. I'm going to let you say your piece first. Say your piece, and then I'll, I'll let you know how I felt about it. She was illogical the entire time. She was selfish mm. the entire time. She was literally only thinking about herself. Right. This guy told her. She's so hell-bent on killing the guy behind the TVA because she's been on the run for the rest of her life. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's your life goal. What do you do after that? Even if he was lying and nothing changed, what do you do after that? And he told you someone you feel like you can trust, Loki, 
who, let's be honest, you're bullshitting if you didn't feel like you can trust him before this happened, mm-hmm. is telling you, hey, let's think about this logic. He's not even saying you're wrong. He's saying, let's think about this logically. Yeah. The wrong decision could have huge implications. Let's think about this first before we just act. Mm. And she goes, oh, so so now you're not on my side. Now, Oh, you must want the throne. I don't trust you. Stab. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what she did was worse than what Star-Lord did. Oh, man. So I've seen a lot of these takes. I've seen a lot of these takes, but... You got to think about it. She's been on the run since she was a child. Hopping in and out of times and portals and not making relationships, not making bonds, not making connections. Her only goal has been to stop these people that did this to her. So how how can you expect her to get to the precipice, to the to the point where it can she can finally do this and just let it go that easily? I couldn't I I, as mad as it made me, as fucked up as it's going to be for the rest of the MCU, <laughs> I get it. I get her doing that. I, I don't have to like it, but I, I understood that that was, she had, she, she was always going to do it. So why was no one given that same sympathy and understanding for Star-Lord? Star-Lord was a bitch. No, he time. wasn't. Cause let me ask you a question. If you're sitting face to face with the motherfucker who just told you he murdered the woman you love. And his her sister confirms it to be true. I got to see it through, my boy. No, nah, fuck that. You're lying. You are lying. You are lying. We. The conversation started to get a little intense there. I know y'all felt it. Um, if you want the rest of the conversation, head over to my movie TV review podcast, Have You Seen? That's have you, S-C-E-N-E, have you seen with a question mark. Uh, The picture has my colors, as well as like a bucket of popcorn with the Bibs Corner logo on it. You can't miss it. I'm trying to do at least weekly episodes, uh, recaps, reviews, conversations with other people about whatever's new in theaters, uh, whatever's big in TV, whatever the case may be. I'm eventually going to have some interviews and stuff like that on there. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do that. But uh, slide over to there uh, to, to catch the rest of the low-key conversation. Uh, there's some other stuff coming as well. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I won't completely cut you off. Uh, after the low-key conversation we started talking about the mcu timeline so uh we'll pick up with that right now damn yeah they're not playing around and spider-man is december okay so it is three more this year okay yep Yep. when's the next show uh next august beginning of august what if okay 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 so i think right after what if is shang chi then we get um then we get Eternals. Then I think we're getting Hawkeye. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Very excited. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, we talked more about Loki than we did the Mavs. But uh, I'm actually about to head out to the movies, you guys. I'm going to see Space Jam. And some uh, Space Jam. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to see Space Jam. Um, look out for the Space Jam half and half review is going to be up on the channel. I'm probably going to try to record it tonight and get it up tomorrow. 
my computer's very slow, so it's been giving me trouble with uh, editing a lot of my YouTube videos. But I don't know if Bibbs is going to watch it or if he wants to review it for his new nope. podcast. Okay, that's dead. Um, Sean has been doing his best to try to get me to watch this movie. <laughs> I do not give any peer pressure. <laughs> hey, man, look, I don't know what movie it's going to be, but the three of us got to get back on uh, your movie podcast together. There's a ton of movies coming out. Coming to America was fun. Uh, what about Snake Eyes? You gonna you got plans for? It? No, from a see Snake Eyes. I, I never, I haven't seen a single GI Joe movie. You don't need to. They're trash. I understand that. They're trash. Which is why I haven't watched them. Snake this Eyes is, does look interesting though. This is a prequel to that though. Snake Eyes does look interesting. Um, there's a lot of good movies coming out these next few weeks. So I agree. I agree. Just hit, just hit me up. We'll see what we can make happen. Um, uh, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes out next month, August, beginning of August, I think. That could be a, a, like August sixth or something like that. We, yeah, that could definitely be a good one. I definitely plan on seeing that. So, yeah, August sixth uh, is when it comes out. We'll link for something. We'll link for something. Uh, anything you want to lead the people with, brother Bibbs? <sighs> I was gonna do the Charles thing. <laughs> Yo, next week we're gonna try to be creative on this podcast. We'll we're gonna stay, try. Stay tuned. We're going to try. We got something in the works. Might bring some guests on, you know. Don't inbox us. We'll inbox you. Uh, you know, because, you know, we be getting, we big time. It's like, all right, let me chill. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what Charles thing did you say you were going to do? What? You know how he does a little haiku at the end? Oh my God, please don't. Yeah. Actually, no. Come up with something, nah, please. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. Candyman is another good one, by the way. When does August. that come out? August 27th, my birthday weekend. Hmm. The week before. That's Shane a while came. from now, though. That's a yeah. while. I mean, we probably do both of those low key. Yeah, probably. Anyway, we, we've been on here long enough. We have. Uh, the show see. is coming to an end. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I got quiet. I was waiting. <laughs> It got too quiet. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm letting it go. Oh, man. Outsiders assemble, y'all. Peace. So I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. 
When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Hey,